Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Yes, your, your breathless host, Lynn Cullen. I'm sorry. I'm a bit late. Um, apologies to my sister, too, who's been left hanging on the phone. Hi, Suze. Hi. Well, I adjusted. I, I called in a little, a little late. later than I used. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I finally, I, I have to tell you, there is no parking downtown. None. None. Zero. Uh, half the streets are blocked off. Where they're not blocked off, delivery trucks just stop in the middle and stay there forever. And all the garages are full. You know, they have signs outside, full, full. I tried three different garages, some blocks away from here. Uh, so what did I do with the car? Did you drive home and walk? <laughs> <laughs> I, what it, where's the car? You just abandoned it. In the I pretty much abandoned it. I abandoned the car in front of the Monaco Hotel, or the Hotel Monaco, I believe. What I, I think they do it in reverse. And um, this, uh, you know, guy came out, and I, I said, please, I did my old lady act. I said, please, can you, <laughs> could I possibly use your valet parking for just an hour or two? And um, he was so nice. So he said, just leave your car here. I'll, I'm not giving you a, a, a ticket or anything. I'll, you see me when you get back. So, oh, you did a really good old lady. I did. <laughs> and, man, is that kid getting a tip. I mean, it's going to well, cost... Well, then that's why he did it. Make yeah. his Christmas. <laughs> Boy, it's going to cost me, but um, I think I'm back to public transportation. This is, this is what... The, that's what they want you to do. And um, I'm, I'm just... Well, or call a poor Lyft driver or an Uber driver, you know. That works, too. Yeah, but I was talking to somebody yesterday. They took an Uber from their house, which is closer to the downtown than I am, uh, to downtown, and it cost them 22 bucks. Well, what time of day was it? I don't know, but... They have surge pricing like everything else. If you're trying to go someplace at rush hour... Well, then it's going to... I'm not paying that. I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to. It's a pay... It's bad enough. Speaking to of tight, tight uh, uh, Miller sibling uh, habits, I did you know that our brother bought himself an actual nice new car? You're kidding! Like a real, no. like a real car. Like he he drove around in mom's uh, car, car, and, and he, he said, "I want one. one." You're kidding! So he got a Subaru. Uh, he yeah? got a nice the the top. Subaru sedan, and you have to understand, our brother has been riding a motorcycle looking like the Wicked Witch from, uh, uh, why am I blanking? Oh, shit! The Wizard of fucking Oz! Right, okay, we'll talk about it over the siren. You know what? And I didn't even mention that I had to take the freight elevator up here. After racing down the street, I had to go in the freight elevator. I can't take much more. These are first world problems. I know. 
This is not a test. This is a view inside Lynn Cullen's brain. <laughs> so st- Oh, please. Dear God, please, please stop. Please, please stop. That sounded sicker than usual. (laughs) You know, sometimes it starts again. That's why I'm sitting here like with... Well, no, but anyway, I, yes, he did. No, I just and he drives, and when they have he's a car, very proud of himself the because family, he texted me this morning yeah, to tell me. Well, the family car, they have like one car, 7,000 kids, and um, it was like a rolling... For, for the last 30 years. You know, the I same mean, old, it was like a, a rolling garbage can. Yep, yeah, Mom and I went to visit one day. <laughs> And when Kathy wasn't looking, we stole the car and took it to a car wash <laughs> with apologies. Oh, my God. Well, that's so. He's 72. No, I he was driving around in my car and having a great time. Say, oh, this is a car. car. All this Thanksgiving. Is a car. Hey, I got to go. Can I have your keys? Uh, where are your keys? Uh, where are your keys? And I said, Bill, if you're having such a fun time driving a car, that Get a car. Cars, why don't right. you buy one? Jesus. So he did. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> this apropos of your refusing to pay a poor starving Uber driver extra when it's harder to drive. What? Fi- 22 bucks five t- times five is over $100 to get to work for an hour? Right. I- You're right. Hitchhike. Oh, no. Okay, this is not. Okay. 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 No first world problems. Yeah, it is no doubt. Yeah, but I'd like to point out how much, how big a tip are you leaving for him? Uh huh. I'm giving him twenty bucks. That's right. What's the net difference between the Uber and the guy you're going to tip? This guy came to my rescue. That's right. That's right. So would the guy that was taking you to work. (laughs) And the guy that's just standing there letting your car sit there, no skin off his back, he doesn't have to pay for gas for your car. All right. So there you go. All right. Okay. I rest my case. Yeah. Oh, dear God in heaven. (laughs) All right. So what else is new? (laughs) Um, wait a minute. Uh, Bill has written, good morning. Thanks to Susan for doing my holiday shopping. I bought a bottle of the olive oil. (laughs) She reckoned. Oh, enjoy it. And liked it so much. Oh, so I see. Oh, so he bought it for himself. And then he liked it so much. He ordered a case for Christmas presents. Yep. I you lo- bet. I give it as a gift all the time. Yep. Go ahead. Jeez, you olive oil wonks. I'm still using my what? giant. Well, I, 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 I'm not a, a gourmand. I, I, I don't know that I couldn't, whatever. But Bill thanks you, and, and so does whatever that olive oil company is. 
So they must have yeah, more than well, you think. Well, they, they, what? They had said they just had a few left on Amazon. I don't know where he's getting it. He, went, he was going well, to no, New York. You know, I looked that up on Amazon. You know, Amazon was just was, was ordering from this from one them. little store in New York. It's the same place. It's well, just then got a portal onto Amazon. Okay, well. And they do run out. They do run out, yeah. And then you don't have it until the next, you know, until the harvest. And if you're, and if you become a junkie like me, you start watching sometime right after it gets not hot, because you don't want it shipped when it's hot. So sometime in the early fall, that's when you get your case for the year. And yeah, and I'm so glad he liked it, and I didn't oversell it because it's really delicious. All right, <laughs> all right, everybody. And that concludes the olive oil update. Oy. So you said what else is new? Um, yeah. I have, uh, I hate when somebody dies of note and that's all that's on television for the next week. I know. I'm sick of it. I know. I, I'm tired of it too. And, uh, um, and 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 I can take all of the all of the um, odes to to the man um, yeah, and and his service and all that stuff. But then you know, there's these little peaks that keep coming into my head. Yeah, but yeah, but. he was also the guy. Yeah, but I mean, he was also the guy. I mean, uh. but so look, yeah, look, I mean, yeah, if look. it goes on too long, you yeah, start you remembering start... all the awful stuff too, and then yeah. you really get irritated. Yeah, but as you know, everybody, everybody's stature has you know grows because of the current president. I mean, that's just well, what it is. Is it's just a a wave of incredible nostalgia for when we had presidents that actually were not fucking insane. Um. We have a caller. Hello. He hung up. Didn't like the olive oil, Susan. <laughs> he didn't like the olive oil? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Why is it always my fault? Okay. Um, um, okay. So I just want to say that I, I just can't. I, can, I haven't, uh, you know, I can't. I can't. I can't do any of it anymore. Um, do you know what's happening, by the way, in our home state of Wisconsin right now? Yes. Is that so? Do you want to just not want to put on your, your woolen underwear yeah. and go and stand oh, yeah. in front of it and Oh, scream? yeah. Un-effing not I take it back. Okay, well, I let's take just it back. make it clear what they're doing. The legislature is passing as many laws as it can before Walker leaves to basically disenfranchise the voters in the sense that they are taking all power out of the government's office. Well, I'm what happened is office. what happens is the voters of Wisconsin in the midterms threw out the Republican governor, threw out the Republican attorney general, and unfortunately, did not throw out the uh, Republican legislature. Well, there wasn't so, enough of them, you know. Yeah. Up. Well, but yeah. here, here's the thing. So they are doing now in a lame duck session. They are changing the the powers that the governor has, so that the Democrat that got elected when he comes in 
will not be able to undo things that he campaigned and won on. Also, they are revisiting voter suppression efforts. And there are people, there are thousands of people outside the state capitol building. It is, you know, in the teens, wind chills, and they were out there all night screaming, yelling. Can you imagine? This is what Republicans do when they lose. That's right. And, As, and, and, the, and, and, the, and the leader of the, of the House, a Republican, was heard to say, well, I'm concerned. to be. Of course I'm doing this. He's, he's got all these liberal policies. But the voters I mean, voted he, for him. That's, that's right. It's 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 absolutely it's mind-boggling. Republicans simply cannot tolerate democracy. They they win by suppressing people's votes. We'll get to what's going on in that still uncalled North Carolina race. Um, by the way, I, you might not. Right, where they, right. they might have to have a new election. They Yay. might have to have a new election because of the fraud <laughs> committed by the Republican candidate. Um, well, and let's just say what that guy was doing. That guy had a field office and was sending his people into predominantly African-American areas and collecting their absentee ballots to mail them for them. Guess what? Somewhere, where did I see yep. it? I saw how many absentee ballots uh, were not returned. And oh, it you think? is, oh my God. They, and, and they here it is. Out. They, and, and it's, not it's, only that, but it's, it's illegal. Right, right. I the mean, that's first, not, you, you have to You have to mail your own ballot, it's illegal to hand it to a stranger and for that stranger to take it and mail it. Right. Um, also, they're saying it appears that there was actually, the first red flag was that a ton more people in that county were requesting absentee ballots than ever had done so. So it could be they actually got to people and said, just request. A, I mean, this could be bigger. No, yeah, you just ask for it and we'll come pick it up. I mean, I'm sure that's what they did. That's exactly what they did. Um, I'm looking for the number of ballots that didn't and, and come the, back. The percentages. Right, they up. were very close. That election was so close. That's why they're going to have to have another election if they can show this. And it's. I mean, this is just so incredibly appalling, you know. And and they are, and and what these, what at least Walker did was so transparently awful. I, I desire to keep my populace ignorant. Therefore, I'm going to pull the rug out from the teachers, from public education. I'm going to kill the University of Wisconsin as fast as I can because you can't rebuild it anymore as fast as you can destroy it so you know that they did and i you know to what end to create a place where they can feed whatever they want to a voter and so that they will continue to vote I, it's just it's so appalling that i can't believe everybody doesn't notice 
Okay, listen to this. A disproportionate number of unreturned ballots had been sent to voters of color. Nearly 50, uh-huh. listen to this, nearly 55% of ballots mailed to Native American voters, 36% mailed to African American voters were not returned. 55% of Native American absentee ballots were not returned, 36% of African American not returned. Well, you know what that says to me, that these people, that they were, they were asking for absentee ballots uh, without the knowledge or permission of any given voter, and that they were just going to mailboxes and picking them up. There was one woman who this happened to who said, well, this lady came to the door and she said, I'd just gotten the absentee ballot a few days earlier and she said, I'm here to pick up your absentee ballot. And I told her, oh, I haven't even filled it out yet. She said, well, why don't you do that and give it to me? And she said, I filled out like the top few things and then she said, that's good enough. I'll fill in the rest. Oh, my God. Did the woman hand her the ballot? I don't know. That's all. That was the quote I saw. <sighs> okay. So. Yeah, and let's make it clear. These are Republicans doing this. All, you know, this is a Repu- and also, what's going on in Wisconsin is also... a going on in the next next door in Michigan where Michigan. also a Republican are, governor yeah. and state office holders were thrown out by the voters and Democrats put in and they are now actively trying to make sure that the people that the the voters voted for uh, will be hamstrung in their efforts to uh, do their jobs as they have always been done. I hope that this the kind of thing means did, did that in, in years two years, in two years, Wisconsin in two voters years. will throw them out, every single yep. effing one of them, um, and, and have a Democratic legislature. I, I just... How can these people claim to be American. I mean, if they don't even value what <laughs> I, I, I am, uh, you know, I, I, I'm beyond, 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 beyond. By the way, the first state that did something like this, it's only been done once before that a state had the gall after an election to, um, to try to then, uh, uh, to leave e- the governor's emasculate, the yes, to his e- chair. the governor, <laughs> right. Guess what state it was. And they succeeded what? in large part, although some of it, I, I believe some of it was, cons- they went to court and some of it was declared unconstitutional. It was North Carolina. Oh, of course. So, I... I mean, boy, I, I, I just, you know, 
when people, you know, the guy who ran for Ryan seat who lost, the guy that iron stash, you know, the sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He w- he went to a hearing that was being held uh, by this Republican um, a dominated committee that was pushing that's pushing this stuff through. And he showed up because he as a as a to speak on the on it, and he said. What is it you guys don't understand? I stood for election. I put a lot of energy into running. The voters said no to me. I lost. So I go home, and the guy who won goes to Washington. I understand that's the way this works. Why don't you? I mean, whatever happened to you lost, go away. Well, they don't know what to do when they win, and they don't know what to do when they lost. They're, you know, they just want more. By the way, the guy... They want total power and control. By the way, the guy who they... The FBI is involved in the investigation in North Carolina. Um, Yeah. The the guy who they're zeroing in on, who appears to have been running this operation, um, is a convicted felon. Oh, gee. <laughs> but as we can see now, some of the best people are going to be <laughs> and are convicted felons. Yes. Yes. Indeedy. Like the whole Trump administration. Well, I have <laughs> this. The first slate. I have this little. Exactly. <laughs> uh, when you, I, I read this little thing. It was an uh, analysis piece about the Mueller investigation, and it says this: If the special counsel has proved anything in his 18-month-long investigation, it is that Mr. Trump has surrounded himself throughout. 2016, 2017, 2018, with people to whom lying seems to be second nature. They lied to federal authorities even when they had lawyers advising them, even when the risk of getting caught was high, and even when the consequences for them were dire. Lying is what they know. Lying is what they do. These are just, it's, it's a rogues gallery. You know, it really is. And, you know, can I, and I mean, how surprised are we that Netanyahu <laughs> is, you know, in a situation where his police are recommending that he be thrown in jail because. Yeah, but he beats these he things did every all time. all the stuff that Trump is doing. I know, but they keep bringing charges against him and they keep disappearing over there. I mean, I mean that. Oh, he, yeah. Isn't he, that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh. I, I just want to point out. Uh, th- this, that that let us remember who <coughs> the current um, Attorney General of the United States is, well, acting Attorney General, okay? Uh, uh, Mr. Whitaker? Yes, that would be Mr. Whitaker. Um, and he is another crook. He's a crook in yeah. charge now. Of the Mueller investigation. Right. 
Well, I mean, a real crook. A, for, a because real he, crook. he ran one of those defrauding companies. Well, here, like it, Trump University. It, it was called the it was called the World World Patent Marketing. He was on their right. board. He said, "Well, I was on the board, but I didn't really know what was going on." When in fact, the, yeah, one is when in fact letters. he was very much involved. And the the reason we know this is the Federal Trade Commission has all kind of documents which now, through the Freedom of Information Act, the Wall Street Journal and other news organizations have gotten from the Federal Trade Commission. And this is from the Wall Street Journal. Matthew Whitaker, the acting attorney general of this country, had much, much more involvement in that, in that now company that has been shut down by the federal government um, than has been previously known. And they have a trove of emails indicating he knew in advance that there was big trouble and that there was fraud going on. Um, there's one where a customer sends him because he looked up who's on their board and he sent Whitaker um, uh, you know, uh, uh, an email saying, here is what has happened to me. Please understand what's going on. Um, he, oh, he wrote this. You don't know how many people are being scammed and how fraudulent and how much money they are robbing from people. Guess what Whitaker did when he got that? He sent it off to the CEO and put this when he forwarded it. Just forwarding this along, I hope all's well. <laughs> La -dee -da. So, uh, Whitaker also, when questioned by the Federal Trade Commission uh, about that call, and I mean about the email and stuff, told them he never emailed or wrote to any consumers, which is an absolute lie. They've got the emails now. And wouldn't have personally ever said anything about the business, which is, again, a provable lie. So I just want to add to the nest, the viper's nest of lying crooks that are now not only in our government, but are leading heading our government, and let's acknowledge they're Republicans again. They are crooks, certifiable crooks. Listen to this. Right. When we are, that's not even hyperbole. They're actually crooks. crooks. Listen to this. <laughs> Here's what else the Wall Street Journal found. When Whitaker was appointed by the... Remember William Jefferson Sessions, who used to be the Attorney General? When Sessions hired Whitaker as his chief of staff, when the Attorney General of the United States hired this crook as his chief of staff, here is a memo or an email. I want to be clear email that went 
uh, came from a, a Federal Trade Commission lawyer to his colleagues. Here it is. You're not going to believe this. Matt Whitaker is now chief of staff to the attorney general, period, of the United States, period. So over at the FTC, they're sending around, do you believe this guy, this crook, this crook who we closed down, this company who we made pay, I forget how many millions of dollars in fines, this guy is now the right-hand man to the Attorney General of the United States. God knows what they thought when they found out he was now the acting Attorney General of the United States. Here's something else about the crook. Whitaker somehow in the last year was paid over $1 million dollars by unknown people. He was paid this by because he was supposedly the head of a mysterious charity. Um, he was so the he only sort of a what charitable he, sort of a guy. He yeah. seems sort of a charitable. Oh yeah, he was the only employee. It turns out the money he was getting, the million plus, was coming from a group called FACT, which, <laughs> which, <laughs> how do they come up with this? FACT, which is an acronym, that's, acronym that stands for Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust, and his no, so it actually stands for fuck accountability yeah, and civic right. trust. And, yeah, and here is, here is what he did for that $1.2 million. <laughs> this is how Trump knew about him. He showed up on CNN. See, being head of this organization, he wasn't head of fact. He was, head, he was paid by fact for some other nonsensical research thing that gave him the gave him the resume that allowed him to be somebody that CNN CNN and Fox and others would would he was then would hire and use yeah would, would use as a spokesman for yeah. the Republican cause mm -hmm. so that's what he did he made television and radio appearances attacking Hillary Clinton attacking the special counsel. Meanwhile, who funds this fact? It is all dark money. Anonymous conservative benefactors. Well, we don't know <clears throat> that they're conservative. They could be foreign you know, countries. You don't know who it is. If it's dark, it's dark. It's dark. Um, so who is this? He, he, he's a, he was an obscure nobody. A former U.S. attorney who got his position in one wonders how. He ran in a Republican primary in 2014, wanted to be a senator. He came in fourth in a four-man race. I, 
Anyway, oh, listen to this. As U.S. attorney in Iowa, Whitaker said that God's hand guided his work. Here's some of his work. He prosecuted a gay Democratic lawmaker over a $2,000 business dispute. It went to court. The jury deliberated less than an hour and a half and threw it out. This is your acting attorney general. Oh, my God. You know, Trump actually makes Berlusconi look good. You know, I've been thinking about that. No, he doesn't. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Well, Berlusconi was was at least a good businessman. Well, that's what – but you're saying Trump makes Berlusconi look good. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I heard it the other way around. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> so Trump's tweets, um, even Kellyanne Conway's husband is saying that his latest tweets well, amount to obstruction of justice. Even, he's been doing this, you know, with, yeah. with greater um, you know, momentum if, all if, this year. If Richard Nixon had said what Trump said yesterday in his tweets, it would have been – Another, um, you know, just another, another count on his um, impeachment. It just would have yeah. been another count. He had one going after. Here, listen. Did you hear these tweets? I'm gonna read them to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's now he's now providing concrete, uh, or as concrete as you get in this world, evidence of uh, you know of collusion. Uh, well, well, he's of, tampering, uh, obstruction. He's obstruction and tampering with tampering a with case a with oh. a federal case that is in fact potentially going to land him in jail. So he writes this: Michael Cohen asked judge for no prison time. You mean he can do all of the terrible unrelated to Trump? He called, Now he talks about himself here. <laughs> this is Trump writing this. I mean, it's just so funny. Not related to me paying off the women I slept with. Right. That I has know. nothing to he, do he with me. Unrelated to him. It was all about him. You mean he can do all of the terrible, all caps, unrelated to Trump things having to do with fraud and not serving a long prison term? He makes up stories to get a great and already reduced deal for himself and get his wife and father-in-law, who has the money, off scot-free. And he spells scot-free like it's a person, S-C-O-T-T, capital S, and capital free. And a lot of people on the Internet who saw that said, who's (laughs) scot-free? I never heard of that guy. And then a guy named Scott Free shows up on the Internet. And I forget exactly (laughs) what he said. He said something like, don't pull me into this sordid mess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least Americans, Americans 
spirit can, you know, still crack a good joke when it needs to. And then Trump ends with uh, that Cohen lied, and he should. He lied. Yeah, he lied to protect you, you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, suddenly... Suddenly, Trump's upset about lying. Yeah, okay, I know. He lied. Okay, but that's just part one right, of the right, tweet. Right, right. Because said, that said, in he, itself he should, does nothing. Okay. He said, and he should serve a full and complete sentence. Okay. You're right. So okay. there's your tee up. Okay. Then he comes out with another tweet uh, just a few minutes later. Almost immediately. Almost, Almost immediately. immediately. The timing is important. Right. And Go he ahead. starts it with a quote. I will never testify against Trump. And then Trump says, that statement was recently made by Roger Stone, essentially stating that he will not be forced by a rogue and out-of-control prosecutor to make up lies and stories about President Trump. And here's the weird thing. He has President Trump. This is President Trump writing this. He has President Trump in, like, quotation marks. (laughs) Well, that's the character he is currently playing. (laughs) Why are we laughing? You know, I I know, but we're, you know, all of those amateur um, armchair psychiatrists have never once decided to look at this very interesting splitting of his personality that he has done forever, yeah. you know, appearing as people other than himself to talk about himself in the third person. We just attributed that to, you know, Trump you know, doing, Narcissism. you know, funny not, stuff. Right. Well, but yeah. what if what if he actually just is a real split person out there? Well, we know we, have, yeah, but we know he is one. I mean, really? He's one sick puppy. Uh, this is one, one sick, puppy. sick puppy. Anyway, so after he puts President Trump, he says, nice to know that some people still have guts. And this is a guy who could, well, Roger Stone, who... Well, no, he, got, he also said no pardon for you to Stone, and then, you know, I no, mean, he, no. he really laid it on the line. Not, he didn't say no pardon for you to Stone. I mean, to, to Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... So, yeah. Okay, so potentially... I mean, he, he provided all the elements that you need. You know, the the, the carrot, well, let the me just stick... Ta- okay. the, here, tampering with a witness, mm-hmm. and both these guys are witnesses. Tampering with right. a witness is obstruction of justice. It is right. a federal crime for anyone to, listen to this, to intimidate, threaten, or corruptly persuade another person with the goal of influencing or preventing his testimony. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just right out there. There it is, tampering with a witness, obstruction of justice. Well, I'd like to point out that I don't know how you tamper with a witness without obstructing justice. So yeah, well, the, exactly. It's, it, it, it almost feels like two identical crimes, but 
we'll uh, we'll let that go. I'd like to throw as many books at the guy as I can. Uh, Roger says, H.W. Bush was a dream compared to our current nightmare. What's interesting is that he's being called a moderate. Today he might be a moderate, but back in the day he was a conservative, back when conservatives still actually compromised. And then Roger says, can we take the discussion back to olive oil, please? <laughs> I'm always happy to talk food. Hal, I'll walk you through a beautiful cannelloni recipe if you want. But no, never mind. no, no. <laughs> no. Of course not. Um. Oh, Kristen, don't send me anything about Iggy Pop. I saw this comic and thought I'd pass it along. And it's um, Iggy Pop opening a Christmas present, and it's a shirt. And he's looking at it and saying, thinking, what the, what is this strange device? And it says, another baffling Christmas for Iggy Pop. Because he likes showing off his now 74-year-old, right? 74, 75-year-old uh, pecs. <laughs> I have, for those of you who don't understand, I had an unpleasant experience with Mr. Pop many years ago. And I've wished him ill ever since. <laughs> you see how much... <laughs> How much um, my wishes get, uh, yeah, he's, everybody. Right, if you want to put Lynn in a dark place, just look at her and say, Iggy Pop. (laughs) Jeez. There are people that you just, you know, from, they do, they, they, they get in someplace and that's all you need to know about them. Right. And that's really, that's, that's silly uh, on my part it was no it's not i mean somebody i saw one of my friend's kids uh kick my dog once and that was all i ever needed to know about him so you hated that kid which i've hated that kid to this day (laughs) and it which and it basically irritates that you know one of my children who thinks it's a little overreactive but no that was that 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 is a character instructor if I've ever seen one. Yeah, you don't kick a dog unless it's your own. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, Kurt thought this was pretty funny uh, because, well, here's what it is. It was an update from, well, it was something that showed up on his phone from CBS News. And uh, it says this, former President George H.W. Bush lies in state, live updates. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it reminds me of, does anyone remember, and maybe if you weren't in the news business, you wouldn't have paid attention to it as much. But that fascist son of a bitch, um, Francisco Franco, Generalissimo Francisco Franco, the guy who won the Spanish Civil War. Um, Right. uh, When Franco uh, was uh, dying, 
it was big news. And I swear to God, every night there was essentially a story saying, you know, Generalissimo Francisco Franco is, you know, is still dying. It's still, I mean, it it's became, still dying. Right. It just became a joke. I mean, Generalissimo Francisco Franco is not dead yet. Is still, and it became, he hung in there and hung on and hung on. And people in the news business didn't even know what to say anymore. They thought, just don't say anything until he friggin' croaks. Leave it alone. So, um, oh, and locally, I think this was KDKA television because people here tell the story. There was this idiot anchor woman at the time who said this, might have been, no, it might have been the other station, said, <laughs> this is it, Generalissimo Francisco Franco has taken a turn for the worse. In fact, he's dead. <laughs> no. Is that real? I think it is. I get, okay, I, I, I'm quite sure it is. Or else it's an apocryphal tale told over and over when old TV news people in Pittsburgh get together. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh. Uh. Well, there's one that Sally is famous for. I forget... I forget, it was coming out of, I don't know how she said it, it was coming, going into the weather or out of the weather, and she actually said something like that made, it was a non sequitur, but it was fun, said something about, and speaking of frigid, I'm Sally Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had to know what she was saying. <laughs> no, no. Um, Oh. I, I have that one a little wrong too, but I got Sally's got to be on the show uh, soon because uh, Susan she she finally retired. She hung it up on uh, on uh, last Friday. That was it. Finally happened. Okay. Yeah, a stellar career here in Pittsburgh, and um, she something that happened that just blew her away. You know, she always wanted to be a sports reporter. That was her dream. But right. Back in the day, right. no woman could aspire to such a thing. But she managed to pull it off a bit in that she uh, cornered Steeler uh, coverage. Uh, so any, before a Steeler game, if they did a special, if they carried it, Sally was always there. She was always, so she's always doing specials on players. She knows them all. She's interviewed them. She's a total, and she knows the game. She knows sports. Right. And what happened is at the last Steeler game, um, the press box, which is, you know, a sea of testosterone. Right. Invited her in. No, she she was often up there. Actually. Yeah. One of the print sports reporters, um, said something about this is Sally's last, you know, blah, 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 and said something, you know, as if she was just one of the guys that this was her last. And sh they all started cheering her. And 
for her. Oh, that was the biggest thing ever. Yeah. I believe it was. Oh, uh, really? I'm going to cry. That brought tears to Yeah, my I believe it was Jerry Dulac um, from the Post-Gazette who um, who said it or or who tweeted it out or I can't even remember what happened but I, I never have these stories quite straight but that did happen and that that meant the world to her it really did so I did um, ask her to come on the show this week and as usual uh, Sally in retirement is <laughs> too busy <laughs> yes right she says well I have to go to the funeral and then I had and then I'm flying to Colorado and I have a I could do it by phone from Colorado if you want I said Sally relax just relax we'll do it when you get back we'll uh, we'll do it so well you better get on our calendar Lynn that's all I have to yeah say. yeah yeah so um what else I got here? You know, the, the, well, I you know, okay. This is this isn't as funny, but it, it's the fact that this uh, vice admiral committed suicide. Oh, did he? See, I heard yesterday <laughs> that he had died, and then they weren't saying cause of death. No, but then they said, but then they suicide. said they said something <laughs> like. He had not been under any investigation. I thought, what? Why are they saying that? He must have. I thought he must have killed himself. So yeah, he did. And I think it's yeah. And I and I think wow. you know it's time to for for the federal government and the armed forces to understand that um, the toll that being a military person sort of inevitably is going to take on. A real person's psyche. I mean, if it doesn't take a toll, there's probably something wrong with you. Yeah. Uh, and I think you know, PTSD is a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. You know, Bob and Braddock has just sent me something, and it's the second thing I, time I've seen this today. And again, my Swiss cheese memory, I did not remember this, but Bob is saying what this other guy said. I apparently did an ex a pretty good rant some time ago after watching a college championship game um, because I saw something at halftime that I had found disgusting. And what it was, I guess, is it was called the Dr. Pepper Tuition Giveaway. And they introduced these two young people who I guess wanted to go to college or whatever the hell it was. And then they had to throw footballs at a target into a at a target. And whoever won, I guess, had his tuition paid for the rest of their lives or something. It was something that was so wrong on so many levels that it freaked me out. Anyway, I'm being told that it happened um, at the game that Pitt lost to number two, Clemson, uh, the ACC championship game. There it was again, Bob says, uh, the grotesque Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway. Uh, I hope you saw the game, because if you did, you turned it off so you wouldn't relive that nightmare. 
I, you know, why do we make things into, and he said, I also I saw a promo for the great Christmas light fight as well. And that's another, like, TV thing that makes yeah, me crazy. Yeah, that's a contest about. Yeah, like <laughs> Christmas. Let's about, make it into a. Well, and what the, and, and heaven forbid you should live in a neighborhood with one of those houses Ugh. that, yeah. You know, that right. puts on stadium lights every yeah, night, yeah. all night. Right, right, right. But what is it? This is the American uh, culture that I find so awful. Everything becomes competitive. A competition. And, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that you've got desperate college kids who can't afford their education, who then for the rest of their lives are in debt and can't climb out, because of our despicable system. Um, and, and so you end up with this Dr. Pepper tuition giveaway. And, I, you know, I, that's not how it should be. It's outrageous. Or the Christmas tree light fight. You know, I even found when I first heard that, that poetry was now a competitive sport. Oh, yeah, they're slams, but I mean, you know. I know, but I just think it's weird. But I, I, but I guess they. I remember our brother telling us that I can't remember what culture it was. That one of the ways that they settled disputes was essentially a poetry slam that the whole, you know, tribe would get together and the two people who were at each other's throats would go at each other, you know, maybe singing or there it was something like that. Um that at least had a purpose. Um I just don't understand why we can't enjoy anything unless there's like winners and losers. What is that? I mean, really, what is that? We're so far yeah, I gone. Don't, I don't know. It, maybe there's so little approval available around that that people hunger for it so much that that's a way to to satisfy that. I don't know. All right. But I don't. But I am happy that the 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 love of poetry among young people has grown you know, because of it, it yes yeah and, i mean it's really it's not growing it's huge i mean yeah. that's rap is is well i think is, rap is, had is, a lot to do with it i think rap had a lot to it do with because rap. rap is poetry did we have a caller did you tell me that before okay uh guys we okay caller go ahead we only have a few minutes although we started to okay, late. that's I'll okay speak as fast as i possibly can um, you were talking about the poetry slams. It made me think, and I don't know if this is right, if that started with the hip-hop community. Well, that's what we were just Rap saying. Battles. Yeah, oh, I, I think it did. No, no, because <laughs> we, we were saying, yeah, Susan said, but, you know, like uh, rap and hip-hop. Yeah, I think there's no doubt that that's how it started. And and, and huh. rap, rap and hip-hop have brought poetry back. But I, because people don't right, understand and, and love of language and yeah. playing with language and you know which in itself calls on so many different skills and the math involved in the meters and the it's it's just a wonderful brain tool. I make And me nobody, happy. you know, most people, old white people mostly, uh didn't get it at all until 
Lynn Manuel Manuel Miranda did Hamilton. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. main. You know, there's also the dance battles. You know, it's. What? That's I'm right. I'm starting to see a. You know, they 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 battle dancing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, or singing. I mean, all those reality shows. You think you can dance, and you know, mm-hmm. and 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 the voice. Everything becomes. Why can't we enjoy stuff without having winners and losers? <laughs> I never, I never, I have never seen one of those shows ever. The, the the singing shows, the dancing shows, and all that stuff. But I have seen highlights just to watch the particular dancers. But I'm seeing that. Well, the uh, pop locking and break dancing and all that stuff is is starting to go into oh. um, classical cultures. It's replacing yes. opera, ballet, right? Things like that. People are starting to do whole shows and that's things right. like that with it. That's right. Which, which I find interesting. That, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's almost always what happens. It starts right. It so it star- does translate into a, a what you guys would find a more appropriate form. But that's its that's its path to. But acceptance. it starts you, it, first. You have to teach it. What well, rock and roll, jazz, soul, all of it starts in the black community. And so it's always oh. suspect. And then it somehow yeah. rises. And when white people finally say, hey, that's wrong, then it becomes right. And then we appropriate it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, this is what I, this is, there's a little, uh, I've posted her on my Facebook page many times. She's a, a pop locker, you know, which is that, you know, you wave through and right. pop and lock. Her name is Little Mushroom. She's seven, she was seven when, she got, when I noticed her. I think she's eight now. She's Chinese, can't even speak English. Saw her on, <laughs> saw her on Ellen. Yeah. I, and, and, as a, and as a guy who used to do pop locking, this is a maestro. This little girl you know, is a maestro <laughs> at pop locking. I, every, I, I have it bookmarked on my watch her like every other Just day. Just explain dance. to my old, wa- my old audience what pop locking is. I know it's hard to describe, but it's a kind of it is. dance. It's a, it's, a, yeah, it's a dance. It's what it sounds like. Yeah, you pop and you lock. But right. it, it, yeah, it, it, but you, the the cool things they do with it nowadays is you know it, it looks like something's waving through your body. I you know. know I mean? How do you or, do yeah. that? How? <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's like I said it's 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 an I, When I was doing it, it was a lot simpler. When I'm watching kids these days do it. I'm like, wow, wow. their their yeah. athleticism is incredible, and the yeah. and the way they interpret the music, and that's part of it. There's you have to interpret the music. You can't just start waving around. You know right. I mean? it, it's yeah. gone from just tricks to, to dance. Right. To dance, uh, exactly. And, right. and become quite it's, – it's just amazing to watch what the, what the human body can do. God. Exactly. And that, that, that's why I brought her up because you said cultural appropriation. And that it's not just here in America. It's literally worldwide. Well, I just want to say <laughs> you know, that – a little seven-year-old yes, Chinese girl. Yes. And I just want to say that – Cultural appropriation could also be called cultural appreciation, right? And that's admiration. I, yes. Right. That's what I call it. Yeah. That's what I call it. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. That's what I'd yeah, like to I, call I, I it, said, too. I said, what would, what would jazz be without the piano and horns? Yeah. That, uh, that wasn't enough yeah, because they're yeah. all drums. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, when the whole world embraces something, they build on yeah. it, and it just... It becomes something wonderful. Well, and but and then it and it grows. That's it how grows. it grows because right. it gets 
it gets spiced by other cultures and, it's and other ways of theft. movement or hearing or listening. It's, it's not, not bad, theft. it's growth. It's not appropriation, it's appreciation. As long as people exactly. aren't getting screwed out of what is, you know, their credit, both monetary yeah, and... That, and yeah, that's, yeah. That's, the, that's the newest thing, you know. Yeah. People are getting paid. Rappers way, made way more way more money than those blues guys did. Back yeah, in the days. exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Look at Jay-Z. Right. Jay-Z's like a billionaire. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we go. always good to hear from you, Clarence, although I'm starting to wonder. You got a crush on my sister. You never call me. Well, I guess only because it's really, it's really we're a friend. And, and she helped me out on Facebook, which is, like, really cool. <laughs> no, every once in a while someone says something, and, it, you know, it just, you know, makes me, and I show up. But Okay. I, uh, That's okay. I'm very cool. <laughs> I'm very happy. Well, but let me know next time she's in town. Nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will if you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. Have uh, a nice day. Bye, Clarence. Bye. Bye, Ed. And bye, Susan. Thank you. And uh, oh, really? Look what we did. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> thank you. I haven't had okay. a laugh on this show in so long. Uh, maybe you should be on all week. How How would you like to do that? I. It's just incredible. I, yeah, anytime that you're miserable and I'm available, I'm happy to be here. You know that. Okay, well, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay, all, all right. right. See you I tomorrow. think I can. Okay. I think I can, yeah. I hope so. Okay, see, okay. see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye, you guys. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.